At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what does every grocery store aisle now have in common Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Come into the program, follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Eubens filling in for Paulie this week. Uh, live in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino is your spot. Uh, the Bear, Chris Felica, will join us to talk some college football in about five minutes. I want to continue. We did this, Matt, at the end of last hour. Let's pick it up here at the beginning of this hour. This tweet from uh, Chris Mortensen on the asking price, the Texans now for Deshaun Watson, a combination of five high draft picks, and starting caliber players per two uh, league executives is what the, the Texans would want in return for Watson. Now, right. of course, all of his legal issues would come along with this. The fact that he's been injured in the past obviously comes along with this mm-hmm. as well with the ACLs. Um, but but on the flip side, if the Broncos would acquire him, those high draft picks, like let's say they give up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, whatever it might be, those first-round picks are going to be where? In the mid to high 20s? Because he goes there, this team's going to be a Super Bowl contender, certainly an AFC West and the conference contender as well, winning 10, 11, 12, 13 games? Well, you have to give it. The Broncos would have to, let's say the Broncos give it up, or the Eagles. Or what, Deshaun Watson's going to play maybe half this season. If I said, if I said the over-under a number of games Deshaun Watson plays in 2021 is 7.5, you, you playing that over? Under. I would lean over, but that's probably the right number. I think he play. I think he's going to be eligible to play about half the. Half Makes the sense year. to me. Yeah, we'll see. That's just guesswork. Uh, so the the Broncos, 
if they had Watson for half the season, who knows what their first round draft pick next year might be number 17, right? So obviously it was somewhere in that range, 15 to 20, who knows? I think there's got to be, if, if you're trying to find a way to make this deal, there's got to be a way you can massage it to make it work. Okay. Why? Well done. Okay. Well done. I, I wouldn't give up more than two first-round picks. So you do two first-round picks and then like a player or two as well? I'd give up two first-round picks, maybe a second-round pick, a third-rounder, and then a player, something like that. Okay. That's where you would start. I, I can't give up three first-round. No, not, three, not, three not is... Not the Clippers. No, th- three is too many. Two, Or the Los sure. Angeles Rams or whatever. You, just, you can't give away all your first-round draft picks. Yep. You know, because people, for, for many, many years, you know, t- teams and, you know, media, whatever, they would say that, you know, first-round picks are so valuable, and they are, but the problem is it's still like a coin toss in the first round. A mm-hmm. lot of times it's actually less than 50-50 right. that a player is going to actually come out and develop into a good player, a solid starter, a Pro Bowl player, or a guy like Watson, like for somebody to develop into Watson that you're going to get in this draft or who you would, you know, acquire from the draft picks, probably is not going to happen. And you're probably probably going to hit it with like one or two guys and the other two or three that you're going to get in the draft won't make it in the NFL. All you have to do is look at the quarterbacks drafted in the top ten a few years ago. Three of them were bust. Yeah. You know, have been bust. So uh, it's even when you draft a quarterback in the top ten, you're still kind of flipping your coin sometimes. We will talk college football with the Bear, Chris Felica, from College Game Day coming up next. Maybe some win totals with him. And uh, maybe some time as well. Who does he like to win uh, gold, men's golf, with no ramen to shamble? The Bear is coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The NFL preseason slate starts on Thursday, August 5th. Steelers and Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. Pittsburgh favored by a point with an over-under of 34. Some NFL prop bets. The first coach to be fired, Vic Pangio at plus 500. Mike McCarthy at plus 600. Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Nagy at both at plus 750. The favorite to win coach of the year, Brian Flores, plus 700. Ron Rivera at plus 750. Arthur Smith, new head coach of the Falcons, plus 900. Brandon Staley at plus 1400. As far as Super Bowl favorites, Kansas City plus 500. Tampa Bay plus 600 to repeat. The Buffalo Bills at plus 1200. Football season is almost here, and our experts profile every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, and best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 and is free with your subscription to vSIN. Go to vSIN.com slash subscribe. I'm Tony Deziri with your action update. Get the latest vSIN odds at vsin.com and remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money. With your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. It's good to have you on board. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. 
the Bear. Chris Felica joins the program now. Kind enough to take some time to join us here on a Monday morning and talk some college football from, of course, ESPN College Game Day. Chris, uh, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you today? Good, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, great being on with you guys, chatting with you. Uh, we do, we're, we're doing good. Last day in the country for, uh, for a couple weeks. Headed, uh, headed on a uh, well-needed vacation uh, after the show. Taking off tomorrow for Italy, is that right? Today. Yeah, that, yes, indeed. Yeah, doing, doing, doing the trip we were going to do uh, last May and June before everything went went crazy on us all in the world. So, uh, yeah, we're doing, doing to make good now before the, uh, the college football season. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome. Matt, you ever been to Europe? I uh, have not, have not, and I really don't want to go right now, considering all the stuff that's going on. <laughs> I, I, I wish you uh, safe travels, Chris, and uh, hopefully uh, not too many uh, delays or canceled flights along your way to uh, Italy. I, I did have uh, one question for you before we jump in here. Do you remember the TV show That's Incredible? I do. Okay. I, I, I do, and I can remember the, the, I can remember the big capital letter font. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic, right? <laughs> I love that show. As a kid, Mitch, you don't remember. I don't that. recall that. Okay. We're, we're learning that. So, was Fran Tarkenton the host? Is that accurate? He, he, I, I don't remember if he was if he was the host or a co-host or, or what, but but I, I do remember him as, mm-hmm. as being a part of that. Oh yeah, it was that was like vintage, like late. I mean, I, I remember it in the late seventies, early eighties. Okay, so so Barry, as we get ready for the college football season, like how caught up are you on it? I'm sure you're going to be taking, you know. Uh, magazines, you've downloaded probably a bunch of stuff to listen to, whatever it is. St- studying might take place yeah. on your flight over to Italy, but where are you at right now with college football? I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in an okay spot. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm usually a little more dialed in than I am right now, but just with some of the, the golf and, and the Olympic stuff, I'm, talking about, I'm not 100% totally locked, but, but I'm, 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 I'm in a really good spot. Now I'm more like kind of just uh, fine-tuning and trying to come up with my own little uh, notes and nuggets and stuff to add to whatever I've read so far. At this point, the, you know, like the best bet that you've made so far, in your opinion, the best number that you've gotten would be what? Uh, I think Indiana under eight is probably the best uh, number that I got. I, it's come down to seven and a half in a lot of places. And, and look, one of the things that I've gone into the season, and, and I think it's probably wise for a lot of people to do, is just kind of look at was like let's figure out what last year was. Was last year an anomaly, totally, or was it real? Like, and I think if you look at if you if you look at Indiana, you just have to take the season into account. Like they were considered the second best team in the Big Ten, and and that they had a great, a magical year. But I think that a lot of it was the circumstance. The Penn State game, the, I don't know what the replay official was doing. It should not have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right? Should have been a loss. Yep. You got the you beat Maryland, who wasn't very good at the time. You beat Michigan State, who was terrible. You beat Michigan, who was as bad as it was going to be. You beat Rutgers, who at that point in the year was kind of trending down. And Wisconsin was playing out the string. Uh, Ian Womack is gone uh, on defense. Jamar Johnson is gone. A lot of their a lot of their metrics were kind of unsustainable things in terms of like red zone defense and, and leading the nation in like red zone turnover uh, touchdown percentage there. And, uh, best turnover percentage on defense uh, in, in the Big Ten. I mean, you don't start off with an easy game at Kinnick at all. Uh, you're not going to beat Ohio State. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think this team goes 9-3. and three. I'm happy to take the 8 and push on 8-4. and four. 
But 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 I think seven and five is probably a luck was like look, you take last year out of the equation, eight and four is a great year for Indiana. And that's kind of, I think, what their ceiling is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if they go 9-3 and three and beat me, congratulations. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. bet a lot, too, because like you said, Indiana's got to go 9-3 and three to beat you, and the Hoosiers play at Iowa, just for starters, at Iowa, at Penn State, and uh, play Ohio State as well. So it's going to be, it's a tough road to get to 9-3 and three for Indiana. A lot of times, uh, those teams that, let's say, overachieve one year tend to bounce uh, the next, I, I could see that happening with Indiana. What about Iowa State, which is kind of a team like that? Last year, Chris uh, Brent Musburger was on last week, and he was touting uh, the Cyclones. I know you've uh, you've been on Iowa State quite a bit in the past. Do you like the Cyclones that much this year, or no? Um, I, I'm a li- I'm a little concerned only because I mean everybody's kind of a year late on this team, and they had everybody back, which is great. But you're dealing with, you're, you're a team now that has not dealt with any pressure or expectations forever. Mm-hmm. And you haven't beaten, Matt Campbell has not beaten Iowa. They've come close a couple of times. Um, you get Oklahoma on the road, and they beat Oklahoma on the road and played well there. Uh, you know, the one thing I do like about this is, is it seems like uh, Matt Campbell as a coach is, is, is able to get messages across to his team. And, and get them to kind of block out a lot of the noise and get them to play uh, team football. But uh, nine and a half is a tough number because I mean, if they lose it to Iowa right out of the gate, um, then I think you have to look at how do they bounce back from that. They bounce back from where we lost last year against Louisiana to, to come back and, and come within a couple of yards of winning the Big 12. Uh, nine and a half for me is a tough number. Uh, it, it's a stay away for, for, for me. But if, if, you're, if you're looking to maybe play them to win the Big 12, Maybe that's what you do because, again, you just have to finish second in the Big 12 and uh, maybe in a second shot against Oklahoma on a neutral field, uh, they would potentially fare better if they do lose uh, in Norman during regular season. Can I ask both of you guys what you just said about Iowa State? Something that Paul Stone always discusses. And I think, you know, I've heard some better say it's not really a thing. I think it is. Paul, Paul Stone absolutely thinks it is. You guys just brought it up. Like, that does exist, right, where a team and a head coach, they are much better as like the dog, oh, and, no as, and as Paul says, he calls him the hunter, but once they become mm-hmm. the hunted, that when you've got a bullseye on your back, that changes a lot, does it not? Oh, I think it changes everything. It changes the way I handicap teams, I know that. I think it, Chris, uh, I'll let you go ahead and expand on that, but yeah, when a team's always been in the dog role and suddenly flips to the favorite role, that's when that team becomes a bet against for me. Absolutely. I mean, I think Tom Herman at Texas and Houston, uh, in his coaching year, he was a prime example mm-hmm. of a, a team that was much better than uh, Mark Antonio at Michigan State when they were kind of building their program up, but when they were not expected to beat Ohio State, not expected to beat Michigan, that uh, they were much better in that role than, than when they were, they finally got to the top, and then that's when they uh, created their, their, their decline down. So I, I totally agree with what Paul and you guys are, are onto there. All right, what do you make of the chaos in college football now? Texas, Oklahoma, trying to go yeah. to the SEC. There's a lot to talk about here, but let's wrap. Let's try to capsulize it in a two or three minutes. Where do you think this whole thing is headed? Uh, it doesn't it appear that it's so far down the road already that there's no that, that there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's what it that's what it appears to me. But at the same time, without Oklahoma and Texas, the Big Twelve is done. So it's not like the Big Twelve is going to say, "Oh no, we don't want you back." They're going to do everything they can. To try, to try and hold on to them. Uh, I am not a fan of these like 16-team mega conferences. Uh, I, I don't like 
uh, what, what, I, what I potentially think the sport will become. And Oklahoma has obviously been one of the best teams in the country the last few years. But that Texas brand, I mean, Texas has not been a factor nationally on the field for, for, for 12 years now. So but that's what I'm struggling with. Uh, and at the same time, like what, what, what becomes of everything else? Like it, it's not going to stop there. Someone, whether it's Big Ten or the Pac-12, will pluck Kansas just because of Kansas basketball. is like the biggest chip left. If indeed Oklahoma and Texas leave, so Kansas will have to go somewhere, and then in order to create another 16-team league, someone else will have to tag along with Kansas to whatever conference that Kansas basketball is attracted to, and uh, and after that. But but I, I get a feeling you're going to see teams like uh, potentially like well, will the Big Ten want Iowa State? Will Iowa want them in the conference? Like that's the second best pro football program in the Big 12 right now. But uh, are they going to be without a home a team like Kansas State? Or a, a, a team like Texas Tech, like like I think those teams is going to be very interesting to see what potentially happens with them. I hope, I hope that uh, somehow something get worked out and they can kind of make their financial obligations uh, a reality for, for what's needed for them to stay. Uh, because that conference without them is done, and I think they're going to have a, a power four, and then every every it's going to kind of kind of be last night standing for themselves. Yeah, I hate this. I, I hate the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are trying to go to the SEC. This is going to really change a lot of things in college football. Uh, I think it's unnecessary. What What are the benefits, really, for Texas and Oklahoma by going to the SEC? Are the benefits that great, Chris? I think it's it's got to be money, right? Well, yeah, and, certainly and, 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 a little bit. But but honestly, like I, I'm trying to. Like, Put a positive spin on it myself. Like, what 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 good could come of this? Like, mm-hmm. do we get a ten game SEC schedule? It is it was sixteen teams. Like, do we get that? Like, I think the the, the long play here is that these teams maybe potentially think uh, being in the SEC makes them maybe more attractive to an expanded playoff. But but I, I don't know. So I kind of think like uh, the expanded playoff is kind of a uh, the thing that a lot of these teams are looking at, like, do, do you think that the program is going to be more valuable to recruit better than, than what they currently are? And, like Texas already is like the most endowed school in the country, I believe. I believe. So, like, like how, how much is how much do you really need? Right. But mm-hmm. like, I'll, 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 from a competition standpoint, it's much much more difficult than having to deal with some of those teams uh, in that league. And, and, and again, publicly, the SEC is going to make that vote, whatever it is, if it does, does get approved. 14 or whatever, 13 1 or 14 nothing. But but if you're a team at the bottom or in the middle, like Kentucky or Vanderbilt or Mississippi schools, like all that's going to do is knock your programs down even more and yeah. give you less of a chance of having a successful season. So I don't know why some of the, the middling and bottom schools in this league would want Yeah, I think greed's going to be the downfall of uh, some of these teams and it's going to hurt college hey. football. What, uh, you know, one more question on this topic. So what would happen to the Pac-12? Does the Pac-12 try to go get, what, BYU, Boise State? Uh, who does the Big Ten go after? What does Notre Dame do? Have you thought about those things? What might happen? Well, well that's the thing. I, I think a lot of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have these, these like, AAU academic guidelines. And uh, so I'm curious to see what, what ultimately will come out. But, like, this, this adding... So, so many of these conferences do this with like television markets in, in mind and like how much can this school provide revenue for us? Like is BYU going to add a whole lot to the Pac-12 being that they already have Utah from that Salt Lake market? 
Like, I, I don't know. I mean, right. may, may, maybe it will. Will, will Boise State uh, do the same? I mean, like on the field, we certainly know that they can play with them, but is that something that uh, the, the Pac-12 is going to want? So, yeah, Notre Dame, I think, is, is still going to stay put. And there have been some pretty good stories written on that, why they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Kansas would be the first to, to follow. We'll see who, who tags along with that. But it's amazing to think that, I mean, because Kansas, other than basketball, but that's nothing. Uh, like a picture for the people out there getting into conversations about, I thought Kansas is much better than Oregon in terms of, but you have to put the entire athletic department into a whole. Like Oregon in the Pac-12, all these conference, all these schools in the Pac-12, like the Olympic sports are so strong. So like, like I think that comes into, into play as well uh, in the Pac-12. Uh, a couple of minutes left here, Bear. Who wins gold in men's golf at the Olympics? Well, it, it's interesting. It, it, it certainly seems like it's very wide open. Uh, right now, I think Halamorakawa is now the favorite being that Rahm and, and, and Bryson are after. He obviously has a great shot. I wouldn't play Matsuyama just because I think there, there's so much pressure on him there. I, I would maybe take a, I mean, I would maybe take a look at someone like Cam Smith or Sung J.M. Uh, in, in like the, the, that second tier of golfer. Uh, obviously, Xander Shockley is someone who's played well uh, as well. So, uh, if, you had, like, if you could give me like like five plays and guarantee myself making making some money out of this. I I, I play uh I play Morikawa, I played Shopley, I play Cam Smith, I play Sunjay, I mean maybe take some shot with someone like Corey Connor. But, but like like J- Justin Thomas, Rory Bakaway, I, I wouldn't be too interested in in, uh, in playing those guys. I mean Corey Connors is an interesting guy. He's kinda got kinda just like in no man's land of the odds and again, not getting bet at all. But he's he's he played great at the open championship. I didn't think he was gonna play well, there at all, and, and I actually got him on like forty to one or so to, to win the gold. So I, I think that's a pretty good bet. And then with the South, with the uh, South Koreans, like if they medal, don't they, isn't there some military exemption? So you would think, like for Sung Jae In, someone like that, there would be a uh, pretty good motivation there to, to play well, uh, especially in that region, not in its own country, but um, uh, just across the, uh, the sea there. Yeah, I was talking with Doug Kazarian about that here in the Circuit Book, actually, Saturday night, because I said Sun J.M., Siwoo Kim, those are guys I was looking at about 35 or 50 to 1, and they can avoid a two-year military commitment if they uh, medal. And Doug said he thinks that's more pressure on the players. He thinks that's going to be a negative, where some people look at it as motivation. Yeah, it certainly could go the other way, knowing that... Knowing that um the reward of, of playing well. It, it does, does, does have a point there. But I think if that number, with, with the field being mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more open than it was, uh, I, think, I think I'd be willing to take a chance there. All yeah. right. I was going to say, we, bet, we have to wrap it up. Have you been betting the Olympics much? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think some of the, uh, the swimming events have been, have been really good. And uh, when, when, the, uh, when the USA to win the gold in basketball kind of bottomed out and hit the bottom, I. I bought, and we'll see what what happens with that now. Uh, man, I looked too good after that first game, but but from where the number was and where it went to, I figured I'd, we'll, we'll take a check. Hey, Bear, great talking to you. Have a great trip over to Italy, and I'm sure the uh, the Bear and the Stanford Sea podcast is returning sometime soon after you get back. Yes, exactly. The week after we get back, we'll have a couple things in store for sure. Very cool. Great conversation today, Chris. Take Appreciate care, guys. it. Yep, there you go, Chris Felica, Game Day, ESPN as well. Up next. Hey, we're going to expand on what we're hearing the Texans want for Deshaun Watson, but we've got a great tweet to put in perspective. Why would you not want to make this deal? We'll tell you about that coming up next.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free upon sign up and then earn 10 for every 1000 wagered up to $1000. Visit vsin.com/horses for details. When you go to vsin.com/horses, you also find a new feature. Daily Saratoga picks from veteran handicapper Ed Seahorn. This is a great time of year for horse players with Belmar and Saratoga running at the same time. Use the bonus code VEGAS1000. It's vcin.com slash sources, promo code Vegas1000. Matt, a little bit more here on uh, the Texans this morning opening up trade talks, or at least they're willing to listen, as uh, Tom Pilisaro now t- uh, points out, NFL Network, that they've been willing for quite some time. Um, multiple sources are telling him and Ian Rappaport that the price is high, and it would likely take at least Three first round picks Wait a minute, and at least? more. Did yeah. you say at least? Yep. So it could take four first round picks. 
judging by his wording, sure. I think that's that's probably it could take as many as three first round picks. Yeah, here's here's what I would at say. Least. No, nobody's given up four first round picks no. for Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if any team would give up three first round picks. The Rams would before they traded well, for Stafford. They would have, but they sure. had no first round picks to trade. Anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. The 2031, 2032, and the twenty forty seven first round pick can be yours. <laughs> um, but the so you and I were talking about this during the break. I'm for you know two first round picks and more for Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. But at some point, the Texans need to read the room on this. A, guy has massive legal issues, right? Okay. B, uh, he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And C, you cannot over, uh, overlook the fact that he does have an injury history. No kidding. So if you're going to get greedy now all of a sudden, that's probably not going to happen. Kind of so, like when you're courting a girlfriend, or considering whether or not to ask this girl out, and you look at the situation. Yeah, she's hot, but she's got baggage. She's got a bad attitude, and she's got health issues. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got to consider everything. <laughs> yes. Exactly right. Well put. And so, when if they're going to want three, I, that's going to turn off a lot of right. teams. But I will say this: if it's if it's not three, and if they would do what Morrison was reporting an hour ago, which was going to be you know a combination of like five picks and maybe a proven player, whatever that entire list might look mm-hmm. like. This is a good tweet from uh, at ML Dogs. If Jamal Adams is worth two firsts and other picks, isn't Watson worth a lot more? I'm looking at the exact trade right now. Well, I thought they gave up too much for Adams. The, the Seahawks did. Yeah. The Seahawks were, I mean, we're talking about, I'm looking, they gave up. Rams gave up too much for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, they did. Seahawks gave up too much for Jamal Adams. So, yeah, those, those teams overpaid. It was, yeah, it was a first, two firsts and a third at least for him. That's what you're calling overpaying, but right, if you're going to give up that much for Jamal Adams, teams should be willing to give up two. Mitch, if you give up that much for a player, that's got to be the one player who puts you over the top to get to the Super Bowl. Jamal Adams, I really like him a lot as a defensive player. He's all over the field. But he's not that one player who puts the Seahawks over the top. No, and and a quarterback the caliber of Deshaun Watson absolutely can do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Captain Obvious checking in here. But, I mean, for the Bron, I know a lot of the talk is about the Broncos here. Uh, just because, and boy, you know, I actually think that right now the Broncos are being overhyped without Watson. Yeah. Uh, people love the defense. There's a lot to there's a lot to like. Fangio's still the head coach. I don't like the quarterback situation. Um, but if they would get Watson, I would change my tune on that, mm-hmm. big time. I mean, again, I think that they're what. If you put the Chiefs win total at let's say twelve and a half, twelve, twelve and a half, whatever it is, and then the, the Broncos win total would have to be probably eleven, eleven and a half with Deshaun Watson. Well, in a seventeen game season. If he if he plays seventeen games, yeah, that's yeah, correct, correct, yes. You have to keep all that in perspective because mm. with Deshaun Watson, he could be suspended for half the year. So you have to oh, let's look at twenty twenty two. That's what would the what Bron- you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Broncos win total might be ten and a half with Watson next year, ten and a half or eleven. I also think that uh, Vic Fangio is always going to have a hard time winning eleven games because he he can't manage games properly. He mismanages the end of games and. Uh, we've seen it with uh, we've seen it with the Broncos, even with the previous coach, where the coach could cost them two or three wins just by screwing up. Correct. Uh, game management issues. Yep. So I, I still think the Broncos, even if you make a deal for Watson, you still are going to have. I love Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. Right. But if you're going to take the next step, the Broncos have to change head coaches. The guy would like Watson a lot, obviously, on the Broncos. But the thing is, he just played. He had an incredible season last year. Mm-hmm. They won four games. 
right? The Texans are a bad football team. If he would go to the Eagles, that's still a bad football team. Um, so what are they going to do? Are, are they even going? To, would they win the NFC East? You know, automatically. I don't. I'm not sure it's that easy by going nah, to the Eagles. Nah, it's not going to be that easy. Guys, follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Email is always open. It's ftm at vsin.com. We'll get to what our bet, uh, what we are betting in in pocket plays coming up next. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're up. All right, time to fire. Here we go with in-pocket plays. I had a loser on Friday with Garrett Cole. He was in good form into that game against the Red Sox, but he had a rough sixth inning, and he lost that day against Boston. I'm on two games today, Max, in the Olympics. Women's basketball. I like Belgium plus eight against Australia. They are without, uh, the Aussies are without their best player. Liz Kambaj, I've actually been to uh, one of the Aces games here in town to watch. It was a good environment over at Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, WNBA, she was playing in that game. Uh, I'll give me some of the numbers that they're missing uh, with her. She averaged 23.8 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game at the 2018 FIBA World Cup. Second place finish uh, that year. That was per game. Um, after that, 22-20 and like the qualifying stuff, uh, she was fantastic. The qualifier was 26.3 points per game, 11 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks. Meanwhile, Belgium in 2018 and uh, recently they've been playing pretty good as a team, actually quite well as a team, uh, catching eight points. Certainly this number has been adjusted with no Liz in the lineup, but I'll take the eight plus Belgium. That's at, uh, I believe, 1.20 a.m. Pacific tonight is when the game tips off. Before the Tuesday show. Yes, before Tuesday show. <laughs> I wanted to sneak it in there tonight. All or right. today, I should say. You're playing Belgium plus eight. Plus eight, yes. Women's Olympics and in Major League Baseball today. By the way, Liz from the Las Vegas she's a big-time player, man. She really she is. She is yeah. awesome. And uh, obviously means a lot to that team and to that country and their chances for winning. In baseball, uh, Mike Palm tipped me off to this with Wade Miley. Again, he refreshed my memory last week when he was in studio. He told me this like a couple you know, a while back. He said, keep an eye on this guy. Well, his numbers, remember he had that no-hitter? Then he got rocked in his next start. Well, since the start after that, it goes back to, I think, May 19th. Ten starts met a 2.11 ERA. The fifth is 3.19, so about a run higher. But a lot of his numbers are really, really good. I know Hendricks has had a solid year for the Cubs. But I'll take the plus 115 today with Wade Miley and the Reds. Okay. Kyle Hendricks had a real hot stretch for the Cubs. Yep. By the way, we were talking about trade deadline deals and uh, things that make sense. The Dodgers absolutely have to go after Craig Kimbrell and the Cubs. No doubt. I think the Mets have to make a play for Chris Bryant. How about the Red Sox making a play for Anthony Rizzo? Interesting. That's more popular lineup. And just think about it. The Cubs are going to tear this whole thing down, aren't they? Well, the talk was it was going to be Baez and Rizzo that they were going to keep, but who knows if somebody offers you enough in return. I think maybe anybody could be on the block. And I don't understand why that player is Chris Bryant, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. 
The Jed Hoyer is going, going to uh, make some deals. The Cubs are going to be the team to watch here at the trade deadline. All right, let's go to in pocket. Uh, I came up short with Louis Ustase in the win, the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities, 15 to 1. Louis is one of those guys, rarely the bride, almost uh, too often the bridesmaid. Way too often. Oh, man. He still has not won on U.S. soil. He's never won a tournament over here? Nah. Wow. Thought, thought he had a pretty good shot yesterday. Okay, let's go with uh, these two. Chris Felica talked about this. You and I talked about this. Let's go ahead and uh, jump on the buy low spot with USA Basketball to win the gold medal right now. Minus 200. I think there's going to be a lot of overreactions to what happened at the end of the game against France. Uh, this is the cheapest price we've seen on, seen on USA Basketball since when? I'm going to say... Pre-Dream well, Team? I want, the prices in 2004... What were they? Because in 2004, they were getting blown out. I think Puerto Rico beat them by 19. Yeah. You know, I'll go back and get that. I want uh, the 2004 scores. Yeah, the U.S.'s 25-game winning streak was just stopped in the last loss. It was in 2004 to Argentina. Yep. I still think this team has enough talent. Popovich is going to figure it out. I, w- I wasn't going to lay minus 500 or even minus 350 with the U.S., but now that it's down to minus 200, let's roll the dice here on a uh, what I, I think is the rock-bottom price on the USA Basketball to win gold. I agree with that, yeah, on the number. You want the, you want the scores from that year? Yes. 2004? They lost their first game in group play to Puerto Rico, 92-73. I forgot that was, game was a blowout. Destroyed in the How game. How do you get blown out by Puerto Rico? Great like question. Matt, they beat Greece by 6. They beat Australia by 10. They then lost to Lithuania uh, 94-90, came back, destroyed Angola 89-53, survived Spain 102-94, then lost in the semis to Argentina 89-81, and came back and then beat Lithuania 104-96 to claim bronze that year. But a 19-point loss to Puerto Rico in group play? Oh my God. I forgot all about that game. What the hell happened there? That's a great question. All right, I've been working on the uh, VSIN College Football Betting Guide, which is going to be out later this week. We're very close to finishing this thing up. And uh, Pac-12 is one of the conferences uh, I worked on. And i got to give a nod to Stanford Steve of ESPN for this because he was the first one to tell me that he really liked Utah a lot. And after I got done with my research on Pac-12, I said, I like Utah a lot too. Best offensive and defensive lines in the Pac-12. Just a depth chart littered with veteran players, studs on the offensive defense line, and that's where it starts. Uh, you also have a quarterback in Charlie Brewer, who's a grad transfer from Baylor, who uh-huh. can take the offense to the next level, and Kyle Whittingham, uh, my money, definitely the best coach in the Pac-12. This price was around 12-1 to or 14-1 to at some books. You can still find at William Hill in Nevada, Utah to win the Pac-12 at 10-1. to that price is down to six to one at most places, so jump on it now. I think the schedule also works in Utah's favor. Game at USC, but home games against Arizona State, UCLA, and one other uh, advantageous home game. Anyway, the schedule breaks the Utes' way. They get Oregon at home. Oregon, that's the other one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Ten to one to win the Pac-12. I think a really good bet on uh, Utah. Right now, about the fifth team at a lot of places. The fifth team on the futures board. And my number one rated team in the Pac-12. Wow, okay. They play at BYU right away this year. 
Yeah, BYU's going to find a new quarterback. Yes, they do. Uh, it's time to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction just might make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoop Draft Prediction Challenge is coming, and there we say free-to-play on DraftKings.com. The odds are in your favor. 10 Gs could be yours. Again, the Crocs, excuse me, the Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge. Let's say that 10 times real fast. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs, and uh, we will break down the NBA draft further on uh, the Sin shows this week. The yeah. draft is what night? What is it, 28th, I think? Wednesday? i got to double-check. i got to double-check that. Uh, we'll discuss Olympic betting with Wes Reynolds coming up next. Water polo, swimming, canoe slalom goes today, beach volleyball, <laughs> golf. men's golf as well. That's coming up here on v Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, BetRivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the BetRivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers a live most screens of major sports instant payouts and only one-time play through BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey as well. And you must be 21. Wes Reynolds joins the program now. Dynamite, golf handicapper, uh, Olympic handicapper as well, and a host here on VSIN. Wes, good morning. How are you today, pal? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you plan on being on Rom or DeChambeau before they had to uh, pull out because of COVID? I did not because, look, this is only a 60-player field, mm-hmm. so you can't really go too deep like in a normal futures market if you're doing like an outright market where you can play anywhere from like six, seven, eight guys when you usually have 150, 160 players in the field. So you only have 60 here this week. I did not necessarily plan on being on those guys, and I don't really necessarily plan on being on a lot of the real super short prices anyway because we only have one Olympic sample size in terms of one golf event, and that was in Rio back in 2016. Now, that was a weaker field, keep in mind, because a lot of guys weren't going to Rio because they had their own health concerns at that that point at that time. So a lot of guys weren't going. So you actually have a much stronger field because I believe last time in Rio, two of the three shorter prices were basically one-two. Henrik Stenson was the favorite in the event in 2016. He got the silver. Justin Rose was like the third voice to our, our price down the board, and he was 11 to 1. So, you know, shorter prices did better last time because you had a weaker field, but you have a much stronger field at least this time around. Yeah, Justin Rose was a winner at the uh, men's golf in uh, Rio. This time, Wes, uh, by the way, Wes Reynolds and I are going to be on long shots, and uh, that's going to uh, be on VSIN Tuesday night. We're going to tape that tomorrow morning. Brady Cannon on vacation, so we'll talk in depth about the Olympics and everything uh, left on the golf calendar. Uh, I was not going to look at DeChambeau. I was not going to look at Rom. I'm definitely going to look at longer shots here. Uh, Wes, give me a, give us a couple players that you're thinking about playing here, maybe in the 20 to 50 to 1 range. I'm sure you got a couple guys on your radar. Yeah, absolutely, Matt, because when you look at this course, and I was just kind of getting a breakdown of the course this morning, there's a lot of thick rough on this course, so you really don't want to be wayward off the tee here. So, you know, this is not a course that really features on the Asian tour, the Japanese tour. I think last major event there was like 2010. So, you know, you got to keep it in the fairway. So it's kind of the usual stats that you're looking at from week to week. You're going to be looking at strokes gained approach. You're going to be looking at strokes gained off the tee. So it's really kind of the normal stuff from a stat standpoint that you're at least looking at. So. A little bit down the board, a guy that's kind of in the high teens or around 20 to 1 would be Paul Casey, who has been pretty consistent this year, does have a win over in Dubai earlier in the season on the Euro Tour. But this is a guy top five in terms of ball striking, he to green, and he's done pretty much everything in his career except win some like really big event. He's not yet won a major. Obviously, I think they would treat a gold medal as kind of that career milestone accomplishment. So. A guy like Paul Casey, Thomas Peters from Belgium, who's going to be around 60-1, to 1, pretty much on market average, one of the top ten on the European tour in terms of tee to green. 
So I would be looking at him, maybe showing a little bit of interest in Joaquin Neiman, too, who I know you and I, Matt, have bet a few times during this year and really hasn't found that form he found in Hawaii where he had back-to-back runners-up to start the year. But guy that stands out, I think, pretty much stat-wise, off the tee, strokes gain, ball striking, you know, kind of looking for that big event, still a very young player. So some guys are going to be – I like to think everybody's going to be motivated because you wouldn't go – you know, with all the COVID restrictions, especially over in Japan, if you weren't ready to play. Right. But some guys, you're going to have some variance in terms of the motivation between some of these players. Had to bring up Joaquin Neiman, didn't you? Finished second with him three times this year, twice in a playoff. Well, what do you need uh, to twist well, your arm I, I to bet bring him? up Patrick Reed, though. <laughs> That's right. By the way, Patrick Reed was uh, Andy Jeff's number one rated golfer in his model over the weekend. How did Fat Pat do? Did he win the tournament? He did not. No, win he did not win. No. He did not. Okay. No. Are you going to be? Do you plan on betting on Neiman in this golf tournament or no? I'm thinking about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> you probably will. I don't want. You hate it for be. You hate it to be the week that guy wins and you don't bet him when you bet him all season, right? And then you finally break oh. through and wins the tournament. You say, "Well, I didn't bet him this week." You feel like an idiot. I'm seeing. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm seeing Neiman down to eighteen to one Ooh, right now. That's nah, that's stay away. That's uh, not a very. He, at one point, he was around 30, thirty. I think thirty-eight yeah. to one, thirty-five to one, thirty-eight to one. So I don't know. Wes, what would you want to bet him at this point? Yeah, I would need like mid twenties on Neiman if I was going to get involved here. We've already seen a little bit of drift. I did play one player, and this was a few weeks ago. It's a much lower number now, but I did play Sunjay at forty to one just because I knew that was going to drop. Because, of course, we now know what's happening in South Korea, where Sun J.M. and Siwoo Kim are the representatives in this field. If you win any Olympic medal, gold, silver, or bronze, that's going to exempt those two guys from the two-year military service mm-hmm. obligation. And if you remember a player by the name of Sang Moon Bay, who won a couple times on the PGA Tour, then he went and did that military obligation, and he's never been the same as a golfer since, and you have two talented guys that have won on tour like him and Siwoo Kim, mm-hmm. but you do a two-year obligation, that's going to change your golfing career of what is a really promising career for both of these guys. So I understand why those guys are going to get bet. I know there's pressure there on those two guys, but there's pressure every week, especially like when you're playing in your own country. We see that a lot on the European tour. Like if you're playing the Nordia Masters in Sweden and you're a Swede, there's always a big amount of pressure on you to win in your homeland. So, uh, you know, I don't worry necessarily too much about the pressure, mm-hmm. but I basically just took Sanjay just to take a number. Sanjay M33 to 1 here at the uh, circuit. Looks like Neiman is still 32 to 1. Is here. he here? And uh, okay. Siwoo Kim 55 to 1. So, some pretty good numbers on those players here at Circus Sports. Might have to hit those uh, before. Uh, before I head home here. Uh, Wes, I don't think anybody tweets about the Olympics more than you do. I noticed uh, when the Olympics started, you were tweeting nonstop about everything. You even tweeted last night about the Taekwondo stream, setting up ceremonies between finals, the in-house arena music playing as Cheryl Lynn got to be real into Earth, Wind, and Fire, Let's Groove. Never knew American funk and disco disco was so big in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, they like the disco over there, apparently. I just happened to notice it because I was like, okay, what's going on right now? Because all the events are, of course, <laughs> ending. Because Tokyo, by the way, where we are on the West Coast, is 16 hours ahead of us, 13 hours ahead if you're on the East Coast. So you get all these random events. So it's been nice to have the swimming, at least in prime time live. Because next week when we get to the track and field, 
we're not going to get that. It's like you're going to have the 100-meter dash basically being run right during this show on Follow the Money. So it's like, how do you treat that for the audience? It's like, do you report on it? Because, look, it's happening in sports right now, and there's betting ramifications. So it's like, do you report on it now, or do you wait, or do you do the spoiler alert because people are going to watch, want to watch in prime time? Well, it's like, well, then it's like half a day old when this has already happened. That's what we were noticing with USA France yesterday. It wasn't on anywhere like on the major live networks. You had to get it on the Peacock or one of the streams because NBC, in their infinite wisdom, did not show it on Sunday morning live. Yeah. By the way, uh, Mitch, while you were on vacation, I tried to tell JVT about one of the great international players of all time, Oscar Schmidt. And John had no clue who the guy was. Of course, John wasn't born when Oscar Schmidt was a shooting star. West tweeted about this last night when uh, Luka Doncic scored 48. Uh-huh. Oscar Schmidt's record, the uh, Olympics record, 55 points for Spain in September 1988. You know who Oscar Schmidt is, Yeah, right? yeah I can. Yeah. I mean, I was young, but I remember the name for sure. And 55? Olympics that, record, uh, 55 points. By, by the way, Wes, um, so w- we only have a couple of minutes here, but what, which sports generally do you find the biggest edge in when it comes to the Olympics? Because there are so many that we only get like every four years you know, to, that we can fire on. Yeah, when I'm looking at this, Mitch, because a lot of the team events, you just got to bet game by game because there's pool play, and then they advance in the tournament play. Yep. So really the only things I've been betting, I've been betting the normal stuff like basketball. I've been doing a little bit of swimming. But, you know, I feel for some of the books in the regards of you want to offer a lot of this stuff, and I commend those that are offering a multitude of sports, but it's like you don't have an expert in your trading room on every sport. You don't have an archery guy. You don't have a seat shooting guy or, you know, somebody like that or a a judo guy. So you really, it's overwhelming. You can't really bet everything. I mean, I follow and see who the battles are, but I've basically been sticking to those sports because that's a lot of what is being offered because I don't know rowing and I don't know archery or anything like that. You know, in diving, it's like when in doubt, take the Chinese team, but they got upset last night by the Brits. Ooh, man. How about fencing? Are you an expert on fencing? I am not. It's kind of it's kind of been enjoyable to watch, but there's so many different disciplines. So I am not a fencing expert. Matt. Is there is there a like a really obscure sport that you love watching? Matt brought up the three on three basketball early. It was getting crushed on Twitter. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I like the handball. Mix. Handball's good. I don't That's think fun. The Americans, the Americans, I don't believe have a team, or at least on the men's side. But it's like. I say this every four years. I'm like, why is this sport not more popular? Because this thing is awesome. You know, yeah. so it's really great to watch. But, you know, the American, it just doesn't go well over here. But it's fascinating to see kind of the other countries and what sports they're good in and how much it means to them. Hey, Wes, in about 20 seconds, is there a bet on your radar today? Anything you're looking to play in the Olympics today? Well, uh, I'm not looking to take Iran against Team USA, but I'm not looking to lay 39 against anybody yet either. So I'll be uh, looking throughout the day and see what I can. All right, pal. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. All right. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Be good. Follow him on Twitter at Wes Reynolds 1 if uh, you like Olympics tweets. Yep. I don't think he's hosting anywhere today, but he's hosting the Lombardi line tomorrow and Wednesday. He's all over the map. All over the map. Yep. Good luck tonight with your bets. We'll see you.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.